Hi, uh, welcome back to Robin Cleland's podcast. I'm here with Sarah Walton again, part two. Sarah, a massage therapist and fantastic healer. So that's what we're going to do today. I thought I'd start out with just one light little bit of <laughs> story. Just a light one. Just a light one. Okay. It's called Enough. Uh, enough hate to fill my soul. Enough regret to fill an ocean. Enough guilt to fill a thousand coffins up. Enough lies to keep myself from sight. Enough anger to burn down the pearly gates of heaven. Enough tears to fill the clouds on high. Enough fear to keep myself so small. Enough so nice no one will see me. Enough sweet smiles to keep it all at bay. Enough light to shine through the darkness. Enough love to turn the breath to now. Enough courage to gather all the pieces of the self. Enough to show it all. Enough, enough, enough. I love that. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. It's kind of... Um, It's it's kind of hi Sarah hi good morning um, so we'll have to, we have to have a little uh, a little segue into when I asked Sarah to do this part two of the uh, part two of this podcast she said I don't think I have anything more to say <laughs> I think I'm done <laughs> I think I'm done and so so basically what we could do Sean Sean our the engineer over here, you we might just get dead air for 45 minutes because we're we going to do nothing we'll we're just, just going to stare at each other and breathe and so I uh, I'm laughing about it because I can't imagine somebody that that I wouldn't uh, couldn't imagine would have so much to say <laughs> right. there's so much to say so relating to that piece of writing there right because it's kind of Sarah and I've been doing a bit of uh, she's been doing a bit of work with me for the last uh, what, couple months yeah and we were talking a little bit about um, the relationship to hate and love yeah and how close they're companions yes and they kind of swim in the same ocean ocean or sea <laughs> <Yeah>. or <laughs> <laughs> so, so maybe we can have a little kinda, chat about that. They're kind of uh, very close together. Yeah, and we were talking about in relationship to uh, people close to us, how, how, um, how, how we have to tolerate or or allow space for for hate, right? And and which is hard. To yeah, and how. Feel. And I was speaking for myself how yeah. much that that I have that running through me and mm -hmm. I'm not comfortable with it. Right. And and so when I have feelings of hate towards something or somebody or something, I I I often a little bit disingenuous or not disingenuous, but I I won't uh, I won't say it. Not, right. I don't think we should. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> no, no, you know what I mean. It's like kind of like. Um, you know what I'm saying, right? I do. I do, so, of course. Yeah. And how um, how we all, I think all of us, if we're actually honest, yeah, that that's that's just another feeling that's there. <clears throat> yeah, if we allow ourselves, and I think that that's part of the 
part of the problem is that we don't allow ourselves to be our full spectrum. Not that we act it out. Not that we indulge it. Not that we... Yeah, of, let's make sure. Yeah. We're <laughs> <laughs> not that we like, I'm going to let myself. But, um, but that we allow ourselves because the feelings, the, if, if we just deny them, they're just going to stay around anyway. And people are going to feel it anyway. So if we allow it and then we, we give it space to air, then we, we give it space to, to really fully be worked through. So it's a matter of giving space to it being... As yes. opposed to doing. Right. Or saying. Exactly. Acting it out or, you know, <laughs> getting into it. Although, I think I told you this about that, that movie that I saw, Enlightenment Guaranteed, um, with the two, the two German brothers that go to Japan to, uh, to a retreat center or to, to work at a, a monastery or to, to do a study at a monastery. And one of the brothers, he's perfect, right? He's the perfect brother. He does everything right. He... he um, performs everything perfectly and uh, his wife leaves him his wife leaves him his wife he's leaves too perfect. him he's too perfect <laughs> <laughs> clearly and uh <laughs> and the, the other brother's kind of bumbly but they go and he and he's having his as you do in a meditation retreat you know you sit and then you have like an interview with the monk and he says to the monk like i just i hate i hate everything Who's the, 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 the perfect <laughs> brother? Because <clears throat> that's that. what you know. You're meditating. You have nothing to do but to watch what's there, what lives in there, and that's why nobody wants to do it. That's right. Meditation. Uh, you do it all the time, and I think that's why you're so aware of everything that lives there. If you're doing it right, you're you're confronting all these aspects of yourself, and so he's there, and he's like, I just I just hate everything, and the and the monk says. Hate, keep hating, hate until you hate, 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 hate it all out. Like just let it, let it be what it is, and try not to be in resistance or fighting with it. So. Yeah, I think the reason I'm mentioning it is, I mean, this is uh, the interviews with you, but I, I'm kind of living in that place mm -hmm. where hate and love are residing, like very consciously in me now, very physically in the body, mm -hmm. and so in the past I would kind of stay in my head with it yeah as opposed to kind of allowing it to be an experience that's running through my body all the time right and not be moved to to act it out or to well i certainly have the move i have the feeling of acting it out mm -hmm. i don't do it hopefully i don't do it or right you know it's it's like well we were talking about you know we were talking we're not going to go down that road for very long but we were talking about someone like trump who's just like like right. this diatribe of hate yeah right like it's just like it's like we're just it's like verbal from diarrhea him. right yeah. it's just like bleh, just <clears> and it's there. just hard to look at him because yeah you just feel like and yet yet and, and i don't abide by anything he says yet i recognize that that like, state oh, of being in that hate. state of being and i think that when we when we deny states of being that's a precursor for that kind of guy to actually rule. Yeah. Yes. So it's not a surprise in a way. You understand what I I'm do. saying? I do. I do. So it's interesting. It's like, yeah, and it's like oh, he... we'll deny it all. And then and I think, well, you deny it all. It's going to fucking bubble up somewhere or somewhere. And it's going to yeah. take over the landscape. And yeah. Like... And then you can see it in its full expression of what does it do and it draws more hate out from more people draw it like it draws um people feel like it's okay to hate they feel like it's okay to show their racism they feel like it's okay to show it and in a way it's like oh 
here's the truth. This is what we're dealing with. This is, this is, this, this has been under the surface in the world and it's coming up to the surface. And even the conversation, not that we shouldn't call him out because of course we yeah. should, yeah. but that, that feeding frenzy that can happen of, you know, it's easy. Like we're doing it a bit right now, right? It's like, it's, well, we're having a conversation yeah. about it from hopefully a fairly objective place, but like you could have, I've gone and said, you know, oh, if I'm going to drum, you know, and then somebody else is going, oh, 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 and then it just becomes this feeding frenzy of hate towards him. Yeah, exactly. And, and in that arena, yeah, he's actually winning. Yeah. Because that's victory. Right. As opposed to how do we, how do we, how do we get rid of him? Yeah. To, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like, how do we not get, but it's yeah, like, you're right. yeah, yeah. Not get rid of, but to recognize, right. When we see it. And then when you, when you do have the feeding frenzy afterwards, you feel like kind of sick. Right. And, or you feel, you feel like the nausea of it, or you feel sort of like the effect of what hate does. Even hating, like you said, even hating him. It's just like, this is not like any kind of state that, and- I want to feed. Now, he's not a conscious guy, but imagine if he actually, the amount of hate that guy must feel in his nervous system all yeah. the time. It's like, yeah. how does he live in that? Well, he, you know, you look at him and he's not really he living didn't. it. He's not exactly living in his body. No, right? no, exactly. <laughs> you know. You know, anyway. so it's it's a matter of being able to see it and recognize it and, and to not, because we, we have this tendency to be like, uh, to not see what it does in our life or how it affects us and how it undermines us and how it keeps us separate and how it keeps us um, away from like connecting and, and expressing love at the same time. If, if Sorry, that makes say sense. that again. That was beautiful. Say it keeps again. us away from, I don't know what I said. <laughs> it's, I'll take you back to it. It keeps, like, us, it keeps us away from, it keeps us separate. It keeps us um away from loving each other it keeps us away from letting our love actually flow right? the reason i ask is because i do that yeah i mean not universally <laughs> no, no. I do that but but i'm aware that that in points of vulnerability where the impulse is to be completely genuinely authentic yeah uh the stakes might appear so high yeah that that That'll only bring a certain point of authenticity right. to something. Right. I, I think I'm a fairly authentic human, but but I but I'm aware of that in myself. Right. And I'm also aware when I do that, mm-hmm. separateness occurs. Mm-hmm. So distance when, occurs. Yeah. As yes. opposed to the intention is. I actually want to be with the person. Yes, exactly. I actually want to be completely with the person and available completely. Yeah. But it feels to a degree that to expose oneself with all the colors of oneself. Right. That's what that. that yes, exactly. And that's about, what right? I love about it. So, so it's that place, right? That, that I think when you come into the world, when you think of a baby coming into the world, and we were talking a moment ago about Sean's beautiful two little kids who mm-hmm. may throw up on him later <laughs> today. Is, a, is is a, is kind of like they come in completely well whole, right. whatever that wholeness is. They could come in with illness, they could come, but they somehow they come in with that light. With that, yeah, with that light, yeah, and and kind of. 
aren't we trying to go back to the light? Yeah, because you know? they just are, they're just these, you know, um, beings of love and light and they just are, are, they just exist. There's nothing, there's no filter in the way of them just being who they are. And that's the beauty and the joy and the, the So, but that's <laughs> the, the thing, that, that, that's the interesting <laughs> thing too, sorry, it's like, it's like, because so you can't walk, so it's interesting because you can't go walking around. Imagine yourself going walking around unfiltered all the time, just out in the day. It's like, just uh, sometimes I imagine it. And then it run in my head, right? I go on the street. What would that, how would that oh, go? Like, how would I go? Well, geez, I might go postal. And by, the end, by the time I get down to the end of the street, there might be 10 people who have been eviscerated. Or I might have bought them all coffee and taken them to, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like so, but. Mm-hmm. But you see it in a child, right? It's like, oh, they're really, really upset. Like, like crying, 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 crying. And then it's done. And then it's over. Like, it comes and it yeah. goes. Yeah. And, it, and they're now. able to be, yeah, they're now. able to be with the now of it. Yeah. But then I think that's part, uh, that's part of our journey is to return to this kind of kingdom of, of innocence, but with an adult consciousness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. So that... So that there is that we know how to get there. We know how to get back to innocence, and we know how to get back to vulnerability. We know how to get back to that openness of being with the, and allowing our light to shine, but from an adult perspective. So that there's the wisdom, and there's the discernment, and there's the compassion, and there's the non-duality. Yeah, the non-duality, not the place of oh, I will, I will present this scenario to stay. Yeah. The masking, the masks that come, right? Like I want to appear to be this way so that I can get love, so that I can, you know, so Why that are you I looking can... at me like what when you say that? <laughs> no, we no, all we I'm all teasing. do that. I, I, we all no, do that. I'm teasing because I, <laughs> we all I'm do very that. aware of that in myself, right? Yeah. Well and and it's uh it's a bridge to no return if you stay there long enough, right? Exactly. Like, yeah, it's... but but to your point when you said about about intimacy, because the more and, and there's and it is pretty intimate having a newborn baby. That's it's a wonderful analogy because they're so raw and they're so and and they need intimacy. They need closeness. They need all all of that that um, their vulnerability is on the surface. So it makes that intimacy of, of of being with them there. And it's the same thing when you are in a relationship or talking. The, the people that you feel the safest with or that are the closest to you, the more intimate you are, the more you reveal yourself to them. And the more they're going to trigger <laughs> the real feelings, like hate, like upset, like frustration. Because like, the more they, the more that is, the more that they ha- are capable of actually hurting you. Yeah, and the more the more vulnerable we feel, then the more those uh, those more difficult feelings come up, and they'll bring it. They bring us to ourselves in those in those feelings and our our blocks. So when you're working on that's lovely. When you're working on somebody's body. Um, or, well, we talk about my body if you wanted to because we've been working together so much in the last few weeks, is you you can, without the individual speaking it, you can feel it on the body where where they may be holding fear or terror or, mm-hmm. or sickness or... Yeah. You know, how, does, how do and, you experience and- that? Do you experience by touch or do you, do you get it? Uh, yeah, different, what's the avenue? Different senses. Um, and again, it depends, like sometimes there's a certain level of trust built up in the space. So, so it's easier for me to feel with some people and, and sometimes it's harder to feel with other people. There's a little bit more, um, 
cover in the way. And what degree, what degree yeah. of uh, self-censoring do you do? Is it based on, excuse me, what, what the client can... Yeah, I, th- I feel like the trust has been built up. I feel like it has to do with trust and what what the client is kind of there for, um, what they've what 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 um, what the intention is for the person that's there. Like if if somebody just wants a massage or they don't want to have any discussion or they don't want to do any emotional work with it, then then we don't. Because I've sent you a lot of clients recently yeah. in the last few months, right? Yeah. And and I'll say, I'll go and have a massage. So, well, I, I go to a massage. I, go, I yeah. say, well, it's not just massage. <laughs> right. But I usually pick the people that I will, that I know that are going to or be open I to allow that experience of intimacy. And there's nothing wrong with just having a fantastic massage. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But for the way that I hold a massage is that whatever's happening in the body is happening in the psyche. And so as it relates to the body, if somebody has tension somewhere in their body, it's also relating to uh, the psychic tensions that live there as well. So however much space, I leave as much space as the person wants to go because it's not a comfortable, uh, uh, there has to be sort of some sort of um, contract about where, where the person feels comfortable to go. Yeah, and that contract can be uh, nonverbal as well. Right? Yeah, nonverbal, and also like, are you, do you are you do you, would you like to discuss some of this? You know, sometimes it's this, and I'll kind of open the door, and if people want to go there, then we'll go there. I'm having a nervous reaction. To just what you just said now. <laughs> so, did you always kind of? Um, so you've used a number of modalities that are actually present in your psyche and in your nervous system and in your body all the time, right? So the path work, the uh, yeah, like my yeah, like all my own journey of healing um, informs how I understand working on the body. So with the Buddhism and the. Um, I, I specifically sh- chose Shiatsu to study over. Uh, the Western RMT massage, because in Shiatsu, the philosophy around it is about the whole body in relationship, the organs in relationship to each other, um, the person in relationship to their environment, the person in relationship, all affect the health of the person. So that's within the philosophy of Shiatsu. And so it's all there. It's all it's all about how the interactions within the body and within the environment and the and the relationships are. So that's the foundation of everything that I do. So if there's tension or there's blockage in the body, it's going to show in the life somewhere in one of those places. So how much does your philosophy of living your life just as a human? <laughs> yeah, as a human. <laughs> Because that's what we're doing that's here. A, yeah, that's <laughs> what we're trying how to do. Much does that, how much does that come into the room? Or does it something, is it something? I, I Okay, so say, say this. So say you come to your day and you've had kind of a shitty morning, right? Mm-hmm. Um, are you able to, I'm assuming the answer is, but are you able to disassemble that part of yourself to facilitate being present in the work? Um, I think I'm good. I'm able to hold myself and hold the space. So I don't have to put myself, you know, some people say, leave it at the door. (laughs) 
But no, to me, that's separation. I don't want to separate myself out. I want so that I can I can I can hold myself in whatever and accept whatever state that I'm in. But I can also be, and it usually shifts anyway, as you know. Like usually, when I connect with um, with my own grounding with you know the earth the, the the centering and the grounding that i do the connecting to spirit that i do beforehand it centers me and there's room for everything there there's room for all all, all the things that are present as I, as we talked about before in the field that's and being aware that that's in my field that maybe i had a shitty morning being aware of it i'm like okay i can see that that's there so if i hide it or pretend it's not there it's going to show up somewhere do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. There's that, uh, if you try to hide whatever it is yeah. that you're trying. And, and it's funny is because as you become more aware, well, I can always speak for myself. It's like when I become a more aware or some degree of awareness, the more I'm aware of when I'm, when I'm trying to hide something away. Yeah. And it doesn't work. It no, never, it doesn't work. It and, it, it just, and then it's annoying. Because it comes out and slaps like, you in the head sideways. <laughs> And then you try not to have it be something that you're not showing. Right. And then, it's like, then it becomes a whole conundrum. And what happens to me, yeah. if my own experience of that is, is let's say I'm aware of all of that. Yeah. Is, and if, if say, well, in my case, coming from a certain degree of uh, a lot of trauma. Yeah. Um, is when that's all kind of coalescing at one time, what can happen is I'll disassociate. Right. So I'll just kind of like be present in the moment and then gone. Right. And, and then... And when it happens, when I'm in a writing room with uh, the two lovely people I'm working with, we're writing a show, right? It's like at times I, I'll, I'll, I'll be aware of, oh, I've actually left. Right. Where am I? Yeah. And yeah. the same thing with an audition. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I've left. Right. Right at the point of entry where... where the want to be present is the strongest, well, <laughs> seems to be the strongest vibration. Seems to be, yeah. So, so, follow me. So, so that, so one disassociates. Yeah. And I'm, I'm it's not singular to me, but I'm, no. just, I'm talking about yeah. my, my experience. And, but at the time is the desire to be, Present. Totally present. Right. So. Exactly. So, so how to be totally present. How to be totally present, not give yourself shit for disassociating. Right, right. <laughs> or, because then it's just more of the same, yeah, then uh, same old narrative runs, the pattern runs. Yeah. And you can't align with the the... Law of attraction. Right. Because the law says, oh, now you're over here. Now right. you're over here. Where am so, I? I don't know. Yeah. So, I hope. Yeah, people, no, I'm following you. I hope people you. know you. you. <laughs> I know I'm you are. People at home. <laughs> it's like, where are these people? <laughs> where are they? <laughs> where are they? Where am I? It's, uh, where are we? So, so do you, you see that? Yeah. On people. Yeah. With the dissociation, or like when they're not present. Yeah, all of the, all of that. If you, well, I'll ask you if you've seen that with me when I've been, yeah, been on the on the table. Yeah, the dissociating. <laughs> well, yeah, and I know it when I do. I know it because I know it in myself, right? So I can. So my, 
staying present in the healing session is about staying present to where I am, staying present to where you are, staying present to what's happening in the space between us, right? What, and, and then where is the place that we need to go to be here, to be connected, to be in connection? So is there a point of entry where eventually <laughs> that, you know, and I know the answer, it's going to piss me off, <laughs> is, is where you're just healed, and you're just kind of like, no, not just that you're healed and it's like, it's where you don't have to work on stuff. Mm -hmm. Where it's just like you arrive at a place of acceptance in yourself and you're in that pool and you're swimming around in love and hate and joy and bliss and anger. And you're just kind of, it's just there, that whole vessel of us is just there. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I think, <laughs> I hope that happens. No, but I think the more, like, to your point, the more you're able to accept what arises, like, oh, I'm in hate now. And like, like I told you, sometimes I'll get, you know, the irritation will come up and it'll, like, it'll be slightly amusing to me to watch my, my little irritable self. Because I know what ha what's happening when I'm get when I'm irritable, it means that I haven't taken care of some needs of mine that, basic needs that probably need to happen. So what I'll do is I'll just have a little talk with that part of myself, like, you know, what is it that you need? What is it that I haven't given you? What ha what hasn't happened that you need? Okay, I'll make sure that happens. So, you know. That's really kind. Yeah, I'll make sure that happens. But right now we're here. So, um, you know, you're not really irritated at the person in front of you. The, the, they're not irritating you. It's you. Yeah. So, right? Yeah. So, so it, that's the beauty of it. So I'm I, like, oh, I'm irritated. This person's irritated. It doesn't just stop at the feeling or allowing the, the feeling to just express itself because oftentimes what's underneath the, the, the real feeling is, you know, a need or a desire or something that is needed or um, it needs to be addressed that when addressed, everything calms down. And sometimes the need is just to be heard. Sometimes the need is just to be acknowledged, right? So... I get all of that. Yeah. And I understand all of that. Yeah, I know you do. Until I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that yeah. kind of place, right? All of us. So, yeah. So you take that and you take that out into this planet that we're on. Mm -hmm. And there are eight, what, billion of us kind of all out there, right? <laughs> yeah. And With all our own little yeah, worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It amazes me that, like, anything works at all. Because we're all exactly. these, like, whole exactly. universes it's, onto ourselves it's, it's, that kind of, like, you know, connect with each Somet other. Yeah. yeah, sometimes. Sometimes it's just hard enough to have a cup of coffee in the morning <laughs> and make sure that you get, if you take cream or you don't. Right. <laughs> like... You know, so I, no, what I was, I wandered off there. See, I wandered off because I was had a thought about um, that in the bigger context of what um, we had, a, we had a conversation about this. So this is mid-flight kind of thing of a conversation of, of, being able to say uh, that is that person's. Right. And this is mine. Right. Yes. Right. So, mm -hmm. so, so it's another, I guess it's a layer upon a layer of the same thing. So right? many layers. Yeah. And it's like you come into a connection with somebody and, or, or even if you just take a relationship, um, we, we do as people have a tendency, I guess we're, you know, to, to project outwards, like to see what's happening. We're, we could all probably say what everybody's problem is. You know, our friends and our family, like you can say, well, this person, their problem is da 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 da. And it's like, well, what's your problem? And it's just like, well, 
I don't have any problems. You know what I mean? Like it's easier to see what's happening out here rather than to go in here or to know when somebody does something, it affects you this way. But to sort of go back a few steps and see like, oh, okay, where did I contribute to the making of this interaction? Where, what did I bring with me? And that's the being aware of where I, maybe I'm irritable. Maybe I didn't, you know, maybe I wasn't aware that this was active when I was interacting with this person and I brought something that they I felt. get all of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so where's the resting point? Where's the resting Where point? Where do you find, so so you could, mm-hmm. it's it's that whole thing which I have trouble with around psychoanalysis yeah. for myself and, 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 and I'm sure it works for some people really well. And yeah. it did at certain points is like, is when do you rest from stop stop looking i oh, i probably ask oh, i probably ask myself that question it's like yeah. where do you stop where 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 you're not constantly looking yeah oh well i don't feel like it's a, I, to me that there's an ease to that um experience because you're just present with what's happening and you're not trying to force anything exactly or you're not trying to make something happen or you're not trying to get something so so that's what I experience for myself right. when I'm in service yeah. with people. Right, when you're when doing When I'm your doing work. my sessions, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And so, and I, and I feel in a way most alive, yet I, but I'm in service of somebody. Right. But when I come into the world to be in service of myself, mm-hmm. it's not, it's obviously no. not that black and white. It's far less. Yeah, there's more. Com- it's appearing. more complicated. It, it, uh, far less. Uh, I'm far less available to myself. Right, because you're in one circumstance. You're in service. You're doing your work. You're working for people. You're helping them, and that is that's the work that you do. So it's a very easy contract. It's a, it's set up like that's that's what that's what. That's the word too. It is a contract, it is. right? It's like the contract here is within this frame. We are in service here, yeah. And this is the role that I'm going to convey to give to you. Exactly. And then, um, and then, so it's very, it's very simple. But when you go out into the world and you're living, and it's, it's the contracts aren't, or the agreements, or the roles aren't as clear, right? Well, maybe in a role like your father and daughter. It's a little bit clear. You're the father, she's the daughter. So it's a little bit clear, but within that, there's confusions and, you know, stuff to work and out. And then you drop in mm-hmm. being psychic. Right. <laughs> That's a whole other layer. Of- uh, I'm quite serious. Oh, drop I- that in. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, yeah, it's like, where do you... Yeah. 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 But and you it- are, too. Like, see, I, what I think is, like, obviously that word, but I think uh, yeah. is that... We are all. Okay. Yes, we all have that we all, capacity. We all have that capacity. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and if you flex that muscle repeatedly, 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 and you do it for <laughs> for thirty five years, yeah, years, it's like any then skill. It's like oh, that that's just there, just there. Yeah, exactly. Like any skill. Like if you do, but uh, I can't walk and talk out here, <laughs> <laughs> and then go into the world, and it's just like oh wow, this is all too much information. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but I think... Do you um, have that issue at all? I did. I do. I I still do have it, but I think um, part of my inner healing work has been about creating my own boundary because it is, as I think a psychic 
person is, is again attuned to what's happening in other people. So much attunement about what's happening in this person and that person and out in the environment and here and there that part of the healing process is learning a boundary. That's why I need, I used to need large amounts of time by myself because when I was in a room with somebody else, it was just like, I don't know where I am. I don't know where my boundary is. I need to create a boundary. And so when I spend time with myself, I come back to myself and being able to learn when I was sort of um, too focused on somebody else, not focused enough on me. And so being able to feel myself was was a part of the healing, if that makes sense, yeah. so that I know sure, the balance between myself and the other person. Or when is this my need or when am I picking up on somebody else? When am I picking up like, oh, this person wants this and they need this, so I'll give it to them. Just like automatically without consciousness that that's what I'm doing. So learning like, oh, just because this person wants and needs this doesn't mean I have to. I have a choice. And so then I'm making my own choices. Yeah, and you see, I used to do that all the time. Right. Figure out very quickly what somebody else needed and yeah. give them. To, but when you do that, yeah. you're, uh, you're to some degree, it's an over, I'm not sure, you're, you're abandoning yourself. Exactly, exactly. So it's that, and then, so it's like learning, like, so that's a, some people may, maybe have that from birth. They understand they're, they're very well contained. Their, their field is, is not as permeable, maybe, I like to say, as you know, somebody that, that, can, that can read everything. So they have a sense of who they are and what they want and what they need and what they're going to get. And they're, they're not so outer focused. That's, they, they're born with that, so they don't have to do that work. But I feel like one of the, the downsides of being overly empathic or overly psychic is that that's a skill that you have to build. And once you build it, then it's that balance between, you know, being able to tell what it is that you need, you want, and um, making a choice about, you know, with the other person, you know, here's what I need, here's what I need. And then sort of figuring out together how creatively both people's needs can get met without it being a demand or a expectation or just an impulse to do. So you use, you, we, we, we Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah, we're using that word of, um, I guess we should acquiesce to our engineer over there It's making any sense at all. <laughs> Is it making any sense at all? <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. bit. I don't know, my coffee's a bit cold. <laughs> uh, is um, uh, um, We keep using that word healing mm -hmm. or heal, to heal, it's like, are you the are you in a belief system? I'm not putting words in your mouth. Uh -huh. uh, that there's some degree of healing that's always going on. I think it's our natural inclination to be whole, be whole. and so even homeo the the physiological condition of homeostasis, the body is always looking to be in balance. If something goes out, the body's got a system to help regulate it and bring it back, and so. I think on all layers of being, we are all looking for homeostasis and balance and, and harmony. And it's just things are in the way of it happening. I think that's, a, I'm going to put that out somewhere as a poster. I'm not sure <laughs> a lot part? of people, <laughs> the whole thing is uh, that, that's, um, that place of our search for wholeness. Yeah. But what, uh, what, if, yeah. what if, um, what if you see wholeness as, um, as a danger 
which goes takes us back to the hate. Or the, <laughs> yes, and we should get a visual on that. You're actually that's really not good. very no, it's not a very good hateful face. Uh, oh. I, I can show you one that was okay. It's too loving. <laughs> Is uh, damn, <laughs> I was going for it. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it, was, it might be a bit of a stretch this early in the morning. Uh, so that, so we're all in search of wholeness. Yeah, I think we're, I don't think we're all in search of it, I think it's just our natural inclination like we whether we want it or we not we we want it or we don't want it it's just what we move to so that's the law right yeah so that's the law of attraction yeah Mm -hmm. i think so um but i think sometimes like what gets in our way of wholeness is um well certain beliefs certain habits certain ways of being get in our way right and so sometimes we can attract things that prove that we're separate things that prove that we're broken things that prove that we can't heal and then and then we help to hold our wholeness out yeah so yeah so that's really smart right so so within that which and and i'm very aware of uh very aware of drawing let's say for want of a better word a negative thing and then yeah. kind of feeding on it yeah let's say right mm-hmm. uh so when you're these are just thoughts kind of that are arriving right now i, I'm a, I haven't got a full cohesive argument or thought necessarily yeah. but so so are we saying uh that drawing certain things to us tells us that tells us the state that we are in at any given moment. Yes, I think that's true. Yeah. yeah, it reflects something. Something reflects internally something that we haven't resolved, or we haven't integrated, or we haven't understood how to. So as we resolve it, then then the natural law. Of attraction kicks it. Of wholeness, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, of wholeness. Right. And that's the law. Of attraction? Yeah. Yeah. But we also, yeah, okay, yes. You understand what I'm saying, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and we're able to um, be. So we're, we're able to be. We're just able to be who we are. So we're waking in the morning and resetting to that place every day right yeah and that's why i think morning or our morning routines are so important because we kind of we get a new chance every morning when we wake up even right? if our morning is two o'clock in the afternoon sure <laughs> <laughs> whatever time you wake up you get you're like okay here we go let's start again so do you think this conversation <laughs> i don't know <laughs> what uh, I, do i think what well, let me finish the thought okay. I, I always do that to you cut you off uh is um is it with to a broader audience that we want to have a conversation with <laughs> they would do you know i think most people that are inclined towards this will will know what we're talking about because um because they experience it in in their in their in their life but maybe like 
or that that are empathic or that have that sensitivity or the higher sensory perception, as I like to call it, they'll know exactly what we're talking about. But maybe people that aren't interested or don't have this this sort of realm of experience, they might not be interested or, or know what we're talking say, about. What is this podcast <laughs> talking about? Maybe just the same way somebody when they're talking about uh, tech technology or something, where I'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that would be. Yes, like a, rel- a realm that I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so you you deprive you, you laugh easily. So you deprive you you receive a lot of joy from your work. Would you say? Yeah, like I think that I'm somebody that's um, that I love connection. I love the feeling of connecting with people, with myself, with um, you know, with with. I just I love that feeling of 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 being in connection and it feels painful it feels painful when a connection with somebody or um something that i love gets shut off either through my hate or through my own thought processes or through maybe a misunderstanding or you know something that happens between me and a loved one happens and then there's that disconnect yeah, I it's a very that. painful I experience, that experience when you're really connected to an individual that you deeply love, and then it's not there. Yeah, it's really you know, and then in in myself when I feel disconnected from myself, I think everybody can relate to that feeling of not feeling connected to yourself and the things that like how it feels. It feels very isolating. It feels very confusing and disoriented. Like, what am I doing today? Why am I doing what I'm doing? So. So that brings me joy. We're talking about connecting. Yeah. So uh, this very intimate, what I'm going to open uh, up here uh, in the last five minutes <laughs> is uh, maybe we'll see. We might want to cut it. We'll see. Uh, is um, uh, so a couple of weeks ago, I did that work with you and I was on the table. No, it was last week. I think. It was a week Sunday. Week Sunday. Week ago Sunday. And um, I came in and I was in for a bit of distress around something i don't know even specifically it was anything it could pinpoint to a specific Mm -hmm. but it was an energy right Mm -hmm. so we started talking and then i got on the table and and um uh started doing that breath Mm -hmm. remember that yeah the the sim sim hasa breath the lion's breath yeah and i didn't know what it was that i was doing right and um um, it seemed like this amazing release yeah. of something. Yeah. Here we're I remember. About, right? Yeah, it was very and, potent. Uh, very potent. And there was all these <laughs> lions, right? There yeah. were all these. There were all these lions in the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now we've lost the major <laughs> part. It's just gone right away. <laughs> is is um um. What was that? Can you articulate that? Because you it's saw a good it question. too, right? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, and this is—I where... think I know what I, well, from, I know what it was yeah. for me. But I'm from the outside observer. Mm-hmm. What are you, as the person who's partly the the facilitator of that coming out? Mm-hmm. What is that? Oh. That's a good question. I I don't know if I can articulate what it is. Um, 
what is it when you see or have that experience of openness or the powerful experience or what is it that you saw lions specifically or no i'm asking probably it's a multi-layered conversation <laughs> question that yeah. can probably take forever to answer more is like um um so obviously there's some kind of opening happening right yeah um and it's and in this case it's an opening through breath right through a chakra right yeah is that the right word yeah so and so it's an expansiveness of energy right yeah it's I, a huge expansive of an energy i guess is is that an energy that actually exists in, in internally always mm -hmm. yeah and is being held back yeah because most of us, are, and we've been trained to be in our mental realm most of the time, like we, we, we live a very sort of like narrow experience of, of, of who we are regularly. You know, we, we think our thoughts, we might have some feelings, things like that. But when we're in the mental realm, it's only one dimension of experience. But when you, when you drop down into that very... Um, it's like you it's like watching you go through the realms that's what it was like watching and then when you have that energetic experience of expansiveness then you've entered into a different realm within yourself where you can feel you can feel what's there and like you said it was a very how would you describe it well it's part expansive of part of yeah expansive and and <coughs> life energy is this remarkable life force life force right but the experience since then yeah part of wanting to take it all back yeah and put it back inside right so it's because it's vulnerable right so yeah. so how does one well i kind of know the answer but but for people listening how does one not just me or you well how does one live out of that place and have it exist in the physical body Mm-hmm. yeah that's a good question because it's not an everyday mundane type of experience that you, that you had, right? And I think that some people do live out of that realm and it's a matter of learning how to live in, in both realms, right? So it's the experience, like when you see, when you see an artist, right? Like a, yeah. a musician or, a, or, um, or an actor or somebody and they're, and you can, at times you see we all have experiences of relating yeah. to an artist that's looks like they're coming from that place, yes, right? That's yeah. like uh, that's that, that heightened state of now, right? Yeah, it's like like they're touched into to the you, creative you core like, of like their you, being. You, yeah, you can see it sometimes when you watch Meryl Streep, right? Yeah. It's like it's like oh, what is you know it's genius. a light, right? It's right, like a yeah. genius, right? Yeah. it's like certain certain artists that I guess we can relate to. That's one hundred percent. Could be like Daniel Day Lewis, or it could be you know Springsteen, or it could be whoever whoever we relate to, right? Right. So, but that could be being experienced by a plumber, yes, or experience of the woman across the street who's taking her child to school, right? So it's yeah. not singularly to well, and I think that that's that's one of the great um, tragedies of life is that. Um, I mean, being an artist is one of the most difficult things, I think, because you do have to navigate that interior creative world where you have access to source and creative life force that just can pour through you into the vehicle of the art. Um, and some people are able to keep it within that vehicle and some people like they live it in their life really large. But 
a lot of people like you know are addicted to Netflix or addicted to um, watching somebody else live out their dramatic life. Not to say that like art is beautiful, movies are beautiful, but they don't know that they have this interior world within themselves, this interior realm that they can connect to that is potent, that has um, uh, these sort of and this creative source within themselves that's just as interesting and probably even more interesting than than the movies that they're yeah. that they're watching. Does and that make it sense? Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Really well put. Really yeah. perfect sense. And and it doesn't have to it's question, partly a statement. Mm -hmm. But it it uh it doesn't have to be a torturous experience. No. You know, often people will say, well, half the artist has to be in a tortured, tortured state. state. And and I've kind of bought into that in certain period of my life based on torture. Right. <laughs> well, I can yeah. use the torture that I existed <laughs> right. as as a vehicle for art. Yeah. And it's actually the opposite. Right. It's but like for me. Yeah. Well, it is an archetype. You're right. Like the tortured artist or the starving artist or like you have to sac you can't be in this world and be an artist. You you know what I mean? Like there's the trade-off. And so, yeah, I think uh you can touch into that realm, that powerful psychic realm. Um and live from there but also still be very connected to the material realm and practical and live your life both have both but you have to be able to navigate it that's part of being navigation yeah that's so like where navigation that's system. where you have to know where you are exactly. that's where you have to know like where am i in the field like what's happening you know am i am i dissociated and having like a break or am i actually having like yes, an integrated <laughs> experience you know what i mean so but it is vulnerable and it is um it's it's vulnerable and it's it's not something that you can say hey you know, talk about it at the coffee store with everybody. How's your day? Well, you know, the lions. Well, you know? <laughs> it's a, that, that's that same experience we were talking about earlier. It's like, you know, because we all do it. Uh, Sean came in and I asked him how he was, and he yeah. told me how he was. But, but, but you committed the same thing. And it's like if, if you actually said, "Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, that fucker did that to me today," and like. Set me off to wanting to do this. And that's like, yeah. It's like, do you really want to know? No, but I'm really actually enjoying my cup of coffee right now. <laughs> <laughs> so there is discernment of what, yes, one, exactly. what one speaks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and who you want to share vulnerable stuff with, right? Who do you want to share your... Because I think of these experiences or even dreams, um, you know, things that touch into this realm. I... And your and spirituality, my spirituality, is actually more vulnerable to expose to people than say my sexuality. It's it's a very tender thing that I I, I well I'm talking about it to you know right now on a podcast, but to expose that part of oneself is I think is a very vulnerable thing. To expose your spirituality. Yeah, more so than sexuality for me. For you. Yeah. For me, it would be the other way around, I suspect. Right. But that's another conversation. But they're very, to me, they're very similar, sexuality and spirituality. Yeah, I think they're companions, right? Yeah, very much so. And um, I think, uh, I think we've, I think we're <laughs> close here. What do you think, Sean? We're about. Um, 
minutes. Oh, we still got that much time. Can, can I, um, I need to be. <laughs> Please don't have that on. Yeah, you can, you can have whatever. Yeah, I'm talking about everything else. I say, don't say that. Right. Don't say pee. <laughs> don't say pee. <laughs> It's very private and vulnerable <laughs> to talk about my bladder. <laughs> I gotta stop now. <laughs> we just had a break there. <laughs> I had to go pee. Too much coffee. Uh, is uh, as on that little break we were saying. Um, uh, Sarah and I were both saying, "Was it? Believe this conversation making sense? <laughs> People out there." Uh, and we're hoping the answer is yes, but. The other part of it is we're having a conversation of universality, right? Yeah. Not, it's not, it's not, and that's the whole thing about when we're talking about, you know, sometimes when people are talking about healing, even that word, right, or psychic or all that word, is, is that there's a, there's an otherness that can come from it or kind of like, oh, talking about spirituality. It's like, right. You know how sometimes it's, Preciousness. Yeah, like a, it's, like, it's a, like, oh, it's, I, I, I have trouble with that. And I have trouble when I do it myself. Right. Of a little bit of, oh, it's something, something more evolved. Right? right, yeah. And really what we're talking about is a condition of humanism, right? Being. Being human. Being human. Yeah. Just being human. With our primitive selves and our all ourselves, right? Yeah. Again. Yeah, all the different wholeness, parts. Right? right. And so and and I think what you're talking to is a lot of times with spirituality, it's being used to um make one feel as though they're above or superior or um detach from the human self or detach from everybody else because it is, you know, above or lofty or whatever. And for me, the truth of it is, um, that the more the spirituality and the humanness and the primal self, you say, are integrated, then the more you just see, <laughs> the more you're humbled <laughs> by where you actually are. And the more you just see that there is very little connection between you and somebody else. And that that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be about dissolving those um, beliefs of of hierarchy, dissolving those beliefs of separateness and other otherness yeah. i know for myself that i know more than i've ever known in my whole life and i know less than i i know right. less than i've ever known in my entire life absolutely it seems That's to go that statement. way i it's think like, oh oh i know that wow i know all of that oh my I god look at all the things know i do know all yeah and then in the past i would try to pretend that i knew that stuff that I didn't know mm -hmm. as a cover for intelligence or, or whatever. Again, I'm, I'm hoping I'm not alone in that. Yeah, that. No, I think it's you're just right. Like it's just being. Cause it takes you know, off the, the facade, right? Like the facade comes off or the, the hiding or the uh, fear of not seeming like you don't know something or like the humility. Comes. Yeah. And also the kind of, uh, uh, we didn't even use the word today, but it's worth talking about value that we that we have in ourselves, value for ourselves, or if that's been, say, undermined in one's life. Yeah. Right? It can set off a whole kind of fracturing, right. a fracturing of the self, right? Right, yeah. It's, uh, 
Yeah. I often see it with I see it certainly myself, but with uh, people I love. Yeah. And also with people I work with. So yeah. How they often they well, it's what you're talking about too when people are working with you, right? Yeah, and I I, I don't know if this is similar, but I feel like. Uh, somebody said this once to me uh, that I thought was very wise is that a lot of times when people have trauma or pain in their life when they're younger, this other aspect of ourselves rushes forward to help us. And it usually is maybe our more spiritual self or the, the side of us that, that can sort of contain or, or help us through trauma. Because it oftentimes people that do have a lot of trauma look towards spirituality because within that there is a there is healing within that there can be healing within it there can also be re-traumatization and continued support to fracture and separate yeah, and dissociate yeah there's a lot of that work out there there's a lot a lot of that. a lot and that's part of part of the the problem or or pitfall of spirituality is that it can turn into that and and re re-traumatize refracture so um, but there is a real impulse towards spirituality where if we can remember that we're whole or remember that there's a part of that in within ourselves, then that's the part that heals the fractured part, that heals the wounded part. And then we can come back into wholeness. But it's not through denial of any humanness. Hmm. <laughs> so good sex and spirituality can live as one. Hand in hand. <laughs> hand in hand. <laughs> <laughs> so same, did, thing. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, same <laughs> thing. So as, as you were talking about what whoever said that statement of the rushing forward to, I think that's very intelligent because yeah. I know that was my experience as a as a really small child. It's yeah. like now I know it as an adult. Well, I think I probably did that too. It's like oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, what the fuck? Is what this? the fuck? <laughs> this is batshit crazy. Yeah. You know, like, I know I'm not supposed to use those words anymore, but it's and kind of knowing, okay, well, I have to something, whatever I was given yeah. is interceding here on my behalf to say, this is not all of the story, yeah. right? This yeah. is not all of it, right? Right. And, and think, you know, that's, that's the, that's the, um the energy that came forward to so that so that the 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 child or the young person could survive what they were going through and so and and could um continue feeling like there was some level of safety or connection right and so, so spirit, right? i think she said i can't remember the name of the person i'm um she, i'm Corey? blanking on who it was but she said a lot of times those traumatic experiences are ham-handed initiations <laughs> Ham-handed. <laughs> <laughs> because of, like, you know, ideally, you wouldn't, a, a person wouldn't have to go through that level of pain or suffering to have their spiritual life come forward. And so it's not, um, but, but, but that's. But in, that's been given. But that's what's right? happened. And that's what that was given, This right? terrible thing happened and the spiritual life rushed forward and there it is. And now, now it's present in the life. And so you have it, but then you have all this healing to do to help to integrate them and to come home. I believe that. Yeah. It irritates me. <laughs> I know. I know. 
I know. It's not. You know what I mean? I think it's, yeah. like, it's like, I, I, I believe that <laughs> in my very being. And I think, oh. Right. Because on some level, it's like, what the fuck? Why do we have to go through yeah, that to have like, spirituality? Like, okay, and maybe then. we don't. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe in the future, we don't have to do that. I think that's probably true. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think on that note, yeah. I think we should. Uh, we should end it. We should end it. Thank you so much, Sarah. It was oh, fantastic. So, thank you. You know, we may come around for a third. Wow. And then, and then there'll be two people listening. To be <laughs> <laughs> well, Shadow's listening. So I can't. And uh, I keep making reference to <laughs> the man in the corner over there, Sean, our sound engineer. So I uh, thank you so much. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. Thank you.